You're listening to Work in Progress. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Work in Progress explores the rapidly changing workplace through conversations with innovators, educators, and decision makers, people with solutions to today's workforce challenges. Since 2012, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving has been observed worldwide as Giving Tuesday. The message of the global movement is to give to your community, whether it is a donation of money or time, to help build a better world. So what is the impact on a community when an employer encourages and sponsors its employees to take part in a workplace volunteer program? And what are the benefits to the company and the worker? Working Nation has partnered with Aries Management to bring together leaders from business and philanthropy to answer those questions. Here is that discussion. First up, I'm going to bring in Michelle Armstrong. She's the head of philanthropy at Aries Management Corporation and one of the authors of this new paper. Michelle, welcome. So glad to have you. Thank you so much, Ramona. Thank you to you and the Working Nation team for helping us to organize this event to release this important publication. For people who don't know Aries Management and Aries Charitable Foundation, what is your mission? What is the purpose of creating a foundation and then bringing in this kind of corporate volunteerism? Mm -hmm. Well, Aries Management Corporation is one of the world's leading alternative investment management firms. We are headquartered in Los Angeles, but have offices globally. Uh, My team primarily sits in New York, as do I. And for a long time, Aries has had a really staunch commitment to this idea of giving back to the communities where we do business. And we do that through three key programs. We have our Aries Foundation, which strives to help accelerate equality of economic opportunity. And we do that through grant making to like-minded nonprofit organizations that share our ideals and our uh, ways that we reimagine the world and society to be a better place. And then we also have our corporate contributions that allow us to respond quickly through contributions that support for very pressing causes like COVID relief. And then of course we have Aries in Motion or what we call AIM, which is our signature employee engagement program. That is a way for us to connect our team members to volunteerism in the communities where they do business. And as a result, allow us to demonstrate the ways that we take our core values as a firm and truly put them into action. So when we talk about volunteerism through the workplace, what kind of programs have you seen? Because, And we'll get to some of the details on the white paper shortly, but what kind of programs have you seen and what are the companies doing in their own communities? You know, it ranges. Um, some organizations are focused on a service-based volunteerism where you can get a lot of people involved uh, for perhaps uh, rallying around Uh, campaigns like beautification, uh, park cleanup, doing something with youth and families, food insecurity, going to a food bank, for example, and maybe helping to pack grocery bags. Those are, I think, quick and easy and very hands-on ways to get employees connected to this idea of giving back to their community. You can also do skills-based volunteerism, where the employee's time commitment with the organization can be sustained over a period where they are perhaps serving as a mentor, as a a board member, or as an advisory member committee, committee members. So there are myriad ways that you can connect people to this idea of service. 
Um, we try to take a, a bit of a multifaceted approach. We offer both the service-based as well as the skills-based volunteer opportunities. We also recently launched, as of uh, fall of last year, a nonprofit board placement and training program where we're helping people now to go beyond the sponsored volunteer opportunities that we create as a firm and encouraging people to give back to nonprofits by serving on their boards and becoming even more intimately engaged with the mission and the causes that those charities are undertaking. So the new white paper, you found that there were some key takeaways, some things that were kind of universal, I think, in these volunteer programs. What were some of the findings that you thought were the most important? You know, what I thought what really stood out is the fact that people are looking for a way to make a difference because they feel that they themselves have been privileged and blessed to have so much that now they want to share out those blessings with others. Um, what's particularly interesting, and as you will see as we probe the findings of the white paper, are the ways that the different generations think about volunteerism, why they choose to get involved, the effects and the benefits that they find that it has on them. Is it a way, for example, to be able to utilize their expertise, or is it perhaps a way to strengthen and to hone expertise? And so seeing how different generations from the youngest employees to the most seasoned think about volunteerism and why they choose to get involved, I think is very much important for organizations to be considerate of as they are thinking about what are ways to connect their people and get them more engaged with the opportunities or giving back. The other piece I think that stands out is just how much philanthropy and particularly volunteerism and this workplace volunteer program body of work can really support employers when it comes to the ability to recruit talent, to continuously develop talent, and then also to retain that talent. We found that volunteerism is helping people to develop those skills that go beyond the, the tactical or the operational capabilities that you need to get the job done. And really it provides a way for that continuous ongoing upskilling when it comes to the soft skills. You learn, for example, how to work more collaboratively with others. You learn what it means to be maybe a conflict mediator or negotiator. You learn how to lead projects. And I think beyond that, you learn what it means to act and to lead with empathy and with purpose. So, you know, those kinds of findings are not only illuminating, but we also feel that they can certainly be leveraged by not only us, but by others also who are looking to either fine tune or even to stand up workplace volunteer programs. So they do so using strong evidence and data to guide their decision making. I think that's a great point to thank you, Michelle, and then bring in Joe Fuller and then Asha Vagasi to talk about some of that skills development and that impact. And we will see you a little bit later this half hour. So coming in right now are Joe Fuller, co-head of the Managing the Future of Work project at Harvard Business School, and Asha Vagasi, the president of Caterpillar Foundation. I really appreciate both of you joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you, Ramona. So Joe, I want to start with you because what Michelle was just talking about is very important, that development of skills. This volunteering through the workplace gives employees the opportunity to try something, maybe something they hadn't done before. 
That's absolutely right. And particularly if you ask younger workers what they're most motivated by in their work, much of what Aries is talking about, Michelle is talking about, is it checks all the boxes. They want to work for an institution that expresses values that are consistent with their own, place they're proud to tell their friends they work. But uh, they also want two other things, the opportunity to learn and the opportunity to lead early in their careers. And in the latter, it's not that they want to be 25-year-old CEOs. It's they want some responsibility, see how it feels, see if they get their arms around it. And volunteer activities check all three of those boxes. It's an opportunity both to do some uh, good in the world, but importantly, it's an opportunity to take on some new roles, to uh, maybe take some risks in the way you manage something in a lower stake environment. And very importantly, as Michelle said, to hone those soft skills that are so critical to advancement. So I think companies have got to view efforts like this more broadly than perhaps they do. They tend to view them as corporate social responsibility, something that does engage the better nature and better spirits of their employees. They don't think of it as a training exercise. They don't they don't think about going, I think, to workers and say, why don't you get more involved in this with an express purpose of encouraging them to cultivate or broaden their range of skills? So there are some hidden benefits to companies and individuals in terms of skills development that I think the paper speaks to very articulately. And Asha, you and I had talked a little bit earlier as well about this, the Gen X, uh, the Gen Z finding on how that was very, very important. Absolutely, Ramona. Equipping young people with the skills that they need to succeed at the workplace in order to find success is a major focus of the Caterpillar Foundation. And as Joe mentioned, we believe that volunteerism is, plays such an important role in making that effort. We see many ways in which Gen Z's can be supported through volunteers and programs. And one of the ways in which we make sure is that we are actually developing programs that drive real change for them. In the backdrop of the UN General Assembly this week, one of the things that uh, we've seen is more active participation by the Gen Z's at places where decisions are being made. And that in itself is an example to show how actively and inclusively they are uh, clued into driving social change. And it really goes to show that they're tuned into sustainable development goals and making sure, especially within quality education and gender equality. So it is upon us as corporations to ensure that as they enter the workforce, that we're providing them with the right volunteer opportunities that speaks to these issues, while at the same time, we're helping them learn some of these new skills that they need in order to create an engaged workforce. And for us at the foundation, we really embrace that to ensure that we are empowering them and really harnessing their passion, their time, the talent, and through volunteer volunteer programs. And one such example for us is that this year we launched our volunteer service match program, which allows employees to choose the volunteer organization that they already give their time to, but also then the foundation will match that through one of our funding initiatives. And in just five months of launching that program, what we have seen is that employees have reported 60,000 hours across eight countries. Now we're supporting a global workforce at Caterpillar, and we want to make sure that we are providing these types of platforms that allow them to even more engage with the communities where they live and work. That's a good takeaway that we could 
probably what's the right word scale up for other companies having the employee the volunteer kind of putting their voice into the conversation absolutely and i think what we're seeing is that more and more corporations are adopting these ways it's no longer a nice to have but it is a need to have for us to make sure that we are providing these types of different platforms and also ensuring that it's not just about the resources but it is the time and the talent that uh, we can provide them these types of opportunities within the corporation so joe when you have talked to companies is that high on the list the vol- is the idea of being involved in the community is that something that companies maybe take into consideration or maybe they should start taking into consideration more mona i think i think that it is on certainly the the minds of large companies but what i would challenge is that the extent of the commitment is often pretty limited and it's limited in a couple of ways. One is that it's viewed as a charitable activity. Therefore, the budgets are tight and the extent to which they're prepared to deploy non-man hour resources is very constrained. And that's a very appropriate play, way to manage it because line managers don't understand this environment as well. You want someone who is a professional in the field running it, but how the manifestation of that concern about the community can range from very, very modest and and a bit you know, superficial and modest contributions trumpeted loudly to very sincere ongoing commitments where not only are there company activities, but they're real encouragement of individual employees or, or small groups of employees to engage in civic good, maybe in a way that they're uh, particularly expert. Let's take somebody who is very knowledgeable about substance abuse, or maybe has uh, a formerly incarcerated relative and is passionate about getting a group together that wants to work on that. It's not the day of service. It's not the, the you know, photo op with the mayor, but companies can enable not merely people to get involved in those big activities, but really give support. It can be as simple as a modest expense budget and access to company conference room three times a year or something. But but one likes to see is, is companies that are sustainably engaged, willing to deploy real resources, but also allowing, if you kind of allow the applications for some social entrepreneurship from within their workforce, people who will engage on critical issues that they care about, they know well, and bring their skills, corporate discipline, and fellow employees uh, who are interested in that specific cause to the service of, of the community and to people working on those issues in the community. I think that's where that sense of purpose comes in, is if, and also, you know, if you have a happy employee, you have better chances of retaining them, I think, so. Uh, thank you both. I'm going to now bring in um, Angela Williams from the United Way. And uh, don't go away just yet, everyone. Just stick around. Uh, Angela is the president and CEO of United Way uh, and ver- a very familiar name in volunteering, I would say. Uh, Angela, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Ramona. It's a pleasure to be with everyone. So United Way 
has, I believe I'm quoting the number correctly, 45,000 corporate partners. Yes. And so you really do have a sense of what engaging with the community can be, be like. Tell me some of the things that you have seen from working with your partners. What is the impact for them? Thanks, Ramona. I, I want to first uh, frame my response in this way. I appreciate the conversation that has been happening with the other guests and the comments that they've made, because what, what has come to light is the fact that uh, we can't talk about corporations or the civil civil society and other sectors in isolation, because in fact, companies operate and employ in communities and they draw from communities because employees actually live, learn, work and play in the community and where they are. We need to think about this not as isolated work, whether the uh, corporation wants to give volunteer days. It's a recognition that it's actually an investment in their employees and the responsibility of the company to be engaged in the community. So one of the things that we have seen at United Way, we operate in 37 countries and we have longstanding partnerships, for example, uh, with ASHA and Caterpillar and so many more, is that employees do want to give back because they're giving back to their neighbors. They're giving back to uh, communities down the street and they want to make sure that where they live, that it's thriving and that their community is resilient. That's a responsibility that all of us have, whether it's a corporate entity or whether it's an individual singular employee. And we've seen such great outcomes from that. How do you work with a company to get them involved? How do you, or what advice would you give a company if they want to be involved in their community? There's so many different ways. And again, the uh, previous panelists have lift, lifted up some ideas, but uh, we have um, through our corporations, employees that want to serve on our nonprofit boards. We have 1100 local United Ways and we cover about 95% of the communities in the United States. And as I said, we operate in 37 countries. We are always as a volunteer led organization looking for people that want to bring their lived experience or their background or their professional skill sets to the fore uh, in their community. So that's one way. Secondly, what I would say is we are a 135-year-old organization and our partnerships with some of our companies go back just that far, a century. And what we've seen them do is to, for their high potential uh, employees say, if you want to continue to grow professionally as a leader in our company, one of the ways to show how you can do that is leading a United Way employee giving campaign that takes a lot of skill it's a great way to learn how to lead, how to engage, how to motivate and excite fellow employees. So that's another example of how our employees get involved. And then some other companies actually in their new employee orientation talk about the opportunity to volunteer and the ways in which the company allows their staff to be able to give back to the community. I think the leadership part is something that it goes to that same point about the sense of building new skills and career development. So a lot yes. of people may have that experience 
within their own organization, but to be able to step outside and to then start leading some type of volunteer program can be a very valuable career tool. Absolutely. And you know what? If you look at current CEOs, um, legendary CEOs, every time I meet a corporate leader and I mention that I'm from United Way, they all recall their work on the United Way employee giving campaigns and leading those campaigns and how it really was a prerequisite for moving up in their career path. One point, too, that I, I had not thought of before, but you mentioned to me in a conversation we had uh, last week, I believe, that once an employee is connected with a nonprofit, they tend to stay connected to them, especially in their own community. And that creates a better sense of community and sense of purpose for everyone. It really does. And so what I would say is that for everyone, we all have passions. We all, there's things that, there are things that we care about. And I encourage everyone to find an organization where you can lend your experience, your, your hands, your, your brain power, your insights, because in so doing, you're making a difference in the lives of other people and you're making the the difference in the lives of the community and setting the community up for success and to be thriving and resilient for for generations to come. Thank you very much, Angela. I want to now bring in Lee Babiachi. She is the Vice President of Employee Engagement and Community Activity and Impact for Aries Management. Lee, thank you very much for joining us. Ramona, thank you so much for having us. I'm incredibly heartened hearing all these conversations. It's so nice to hear peers and practitioners and just um, others in the space share their insights. And as a peer practitioner, I'm on Michelle's team for for the group's awareness. And I lead our firm's employee engagement through what Michelle also described, we call Aries in Motion. It's so lifting to, it's sort of like being around those that just really get it. So mm-hmm. it just it's nice to hear the echo. So just thank you so much for convening and also for for gathering all of us today. I am so thrilled that you guys have put this white paper out and very important to say that that paper will be available on the Aries management site and we will be posting on LinkedIn and we'll be sharing that link as well. Lee, as we go toward wrapping this up, I wanted to know why was it important for Aries management to do this research? What is at the heart of what you wanted to find out and why? Thank you so much. And, you know, Aries Management has a really long and rich history of community impact. And Michelle and I have, and our whole entire team have the great advantage of being the sort of shepherds of how we think about maximizing our employees' interest and engagement. And so when Michelle and I were first talking about this about a year and a half ago, we had this collective like aha light bulb moment around we might intuitively know the link between professional skill development, volunteerism, community impact, impact for employers, but to be able to draw research and have tangible proof and say, aha, here's the actual sort of proof that this is all linked together. It just felt really powerful and really exciting. And so in addition to wanting to expand and enhance our own programs, we want to continue to be a thought leader and also offer our peers and practitioners, our community partners, real resources that they can put into practice. So it's been a, a labor of love. And it's been really interesting to hear about just the country nuances, the generational nuances, how we think about there's a in the white paper, a great Venn diagram that overlaps what employees are looking for, what they can develop through volunteerism, and what they think their employers are interested in. And so it just really marries that volunteerism is so much more than just getting out there for a day of service. 
there is that personal benefit, you know, and we hate to sort of think about volunteers and what's in it for me, but there is a benefit. You can develop skills. You know, I think about my own experience. So much of my my professional career has been my first time speaking in front of 200 people was with a megaphone leading a volunteer event. So we've heard stories also about how people have this personal touch, this touch in their career path. And for us to have this research draw back from, it just feels like we're so excited to have this, this benchmark and this line in the sand to be able to say, we knew it and we can see it. So I can gush, but I, I know we have limited time. So I want to pause there. I love you sharing your own volunteering story, the volunteerism story as well. And it has served you well. You know, you definitely are not afraid to speak in front of the public. So that's really good. What is it that you want to do when you take away from, from these points that you learned, two or three things that you may want to use within your own program AIM. Yeah, and I mentioned, so Aries has this rich history of volunteerism. The AIM program is uh, a little bit newer, so we're always enhancing and refining. There's still plenty of runway for us to think about what comes next, but what we're really trying to underscore is having our employees have choice and voice so that they feel like this is their program. We're the stewards, and how can we best maximize what their interests are? But what works in Shanghai and what works in Chicago are different things. We want to make sure that our employees feel empowered to, to le- elevate the causes they care about. And then um, to the point around tailored opportunities for different generations. So Michelle mentioned part of our portfolio of volunteer engagement includes board placement. Um, this year, we're expanding that offering to do junior board placement for our you know, newer colleagues. Um, we want to be mindful of the skill development, but also the financial commitment. So it's more focused on fundraising and marketing boards versus governing boards, but trying to build that pipeline of how do you go from a one-time volunteer to a multi-volunteer to a board member to maybe joining one of our committees to help govern these actions, really thinking about the pipeline of activities and how these things link. But those are sort of our our two big things is we want to make sure our employees feel empowered, that their voice matters for the causes they care about, and also have, have tailored opportunities to meet our employees' needs. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Thanks for listening.